Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Comedians Jay Leno and Jeff Foxworthy will co-headline a show at the Belco Theater on Saturday, November 19th at 7 o'clock. Tickets are available at accessaxs.com. And joining me right now is Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff, hi. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I have to admit, when I heard that you were co-headlining a show with another comedian, Jay Leno was not even in my top ten of guesses. Really? Okay, that's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. we're used to you hanging out with Larry the Cable Guy and Ron White and Bill Engvall and guys like that. Jay Leno from Boston seems to be uh, from a little bit different world than you. Yeah, but you know, Jay and I, since 84, have been friends, and he was just, he was the guy, you know, when I started, my whole goal was to be on Johnny Carson, and Jay made that happen before Johnny retired, and, Lord, I probably did the Tonight Show with him 40 or 50 times, and we've just always been friends, so when he said, hey, uh, you, you want to go out and do some shows together, and I'm like, hell yeah, I would love to, so it's, it's a fun night. I mean, he was guest hosting at that time on the Tonight Show when Johnny was getting ready to retire, and you, you were on in, what, 91? 90 was the first time I was on. I okay. Think. Yeah. So yeah. Jay was instrumental in making that happen. I went and saw the uh, the Tonight Show in the early 90s, and Jay happened to be the guest host that night. I saw yeah. it live in the studio. Yeah. So we, we forget that he was kind of slowly taking over at that time anyway. Yeah, he was. I think he would guest host, like, you know, maybe one night a week. Johnny had kind of gone down to four nights and all. But, uh, yeah, the first time I did it, I did it with Jay. And then I was like, Jay, I, I really want to do Johnny, you know, because for a stand-up back then, that was the top of Mount Everest. Oh, that was the Holy Grail, yeah. Oh, my God, we were talking last night. You, you know, now Johnny was a kingmaker. I mean, it was almost like being a made man in the mafia, <laughs> because if Johnny liked you and called you over to the couch, literally your career changed overnight. And... You know, I, I, I was very fortunate, got called over to the couch and was making Johnny laugh. And literally the next week, I got like uh, a Showtime special. And I got, to, I was getting asked to headline in Vegas. And I'm laughing, going, hell, I'm not any funnier now than I was two weeks ago. <laughs> but it was the fact that Johnny loved you, you know. It, it literally made you a made man. And at that point, your first Redneck book had been out, so I know he was familiar with you more than just your stand-up, too. Yeah, well, which, you know, that was a funny story. I had, because I was just doing them on stage, but they were, they were, they were one-liners. And so 
they were easy to write. And, you know, I started with 10 and had several hundred, so I sent it to publishers. I got turned down by the first 14 publishers I sent it to. Wow. And, and the 15th guy called me in and wanted to meet about it. And he said, I think this is pretty funny. He said, how's $1,500 sound? And I just sat there because I thought he was asking me for $1,500, which I didn't have. <laughs> I didn't have $1,500. And, and then he goes, no, 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 we'll pay you. I'm like, well, hell yeah, let's do it. And um, I asked him, I said, how many books do you think we'll sell? And he said, you know what, I, I bet we sell 5,000 of them. And I think that first book sold four and a half million copies. Wow. Something. Well, I hope you got a little more than the original offer out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot. But every time I saw him, I would tell him, I'm so glad you don't know anything more about the book business than I do. You know, because, it, you know, I had no idea. It was I wasn't thinking it was going to be a, a hook or, you know, books or calendars. But it was kind of a way for people to know who I was then. Well, as you discovered with that concept, it wasn't just the South that had the, the hold on rednecks. I mean, they're everywhere in the country, and, and we were just talking about Jay Leno being from Boston. That's where my parents are from, and all of my relatives still live there, and I have cousins who had above-ground pools and, you know, did hot dog weenie roasts on the weekends and stuff. I mean, they were as close to rednecks as anything you'd find in the South. Oh, yeah, and that's what I was finding because I had never been anywhere, and they were like, ah, facts where the year this redneck from Georgia walk. Hell, I'm playing at a club uh, in Livonia, Michigan one night. After the show, I was talking about, oh, it's deer season. I wish I was in a tree with a bow and arrow. And they start kidding me about being a redneck. Well, the club we were playing in was attached to a bowling alley that had valet parking. <laughs> and I said, if you don't think you have rednecks in Michigan, let's go look out the window People are valet parking at the bowling alley. <laughs> and that's literally the night I went back to the hotel, and I'm like, hell, I know what I am, but apparently a lot of people don't. Well, what a goldmine of a concept that you came up with. What was the origin uh, of that bit? I, I, well, I got back to the hotel that night, and I thought, you know, hell, I know that I know I'm a redneck. I, I know that, but apparently a lot of people don't. And I wasn't trying to come up with a book or anything. I was just trying to come up with stand-up, and so I got a little notepad, and I, and I wrote 10 ways to tell. I think the first one was if your mother keeps a spit cup on the ironing board, <laughs> and, um, and went back the next night, and not only did people laugh at them, they were pointing at each other, and I thought, well, hell, these are easy to write. They're one-liners, and it's funny. Years ago, I was cleaning out uh, a desk, and I found the notepad that had those first 10 that I had written, just a yellow notepad. Oh, wow. And my wife took that piece of paper and framed it and hung it by the front door. And I was laughing. I go, oh, my God, it's a piece of yellow notebook paper. She said, I know, but it paid for the house. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, it probably did. It's as good as the deed to the house itself. Let's hang it yeah. by the front door. That's amazing. Jeff Oxworthy will be here with Jay Leno at Belco Theater on Saturday, November 19th. 7 o'clock show. Tickets are available at axis.com, AXS.com. Uh, you're not doing a whole lot of shows with Jay. I know just a, a couple here and there. How did Denver uh, get on that list? I just hadn't been there in a, in a minute, and it, it's one of my favorite places to play. Denver's just always been a great comedy town, and 
you know, I did, went back to Jay and was like, hey, have you been to Denver in a while? He's like, no. no. And I'm like, well, let's do Denver. And so um, I, I've just always had great fun there. You know, we had, we had some fabulous shows with the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and um, Larry and I did it together a few times. And so I, I'm glad it worked out that, that Jay and I could do it together. Because, you know, Lord, between the two of us, we, we probably have close to 90 years of stand-up, I bet you. I know uh, Bill Engvall had had announced that he is uh, retiring from the road or has already. Uh, are are you still doing any shows with some of the other blue collar guys? I'm I'm actually doing one Sunday night with Larry. You know, Bill announced he was retiring, and Ron said, "Man, I think I'm going to retire." And I'm like, "Why would you want to retire? This is the greatest gig on the planet." Uh, <laughs> I remember years ago I was doing a corporate show with Brooks and Dunn, and at one point Ronnie Dunn looked at me and he goes, he goes, Fox, what, what do you have to have to do a show? I said, well, I have to have a microphone. I said, I, I like to have a stool and a bottle of water, but I don't have to have it. <laughs> he thought for a minute, he goes, crap, you get to keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> Because they had four trucks and, you know, pyrotechnics and catering. And I was like, yeah, it's the greatest gig in the world, you know. So Right. That's why they had to unretire, though. Those guys are back on the road now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had to split it up too many ways. <laughs> Uh, again, Jeff Foxworthy will be here with Jay Leno at the Belco Theater Saturday, November 19th at 7 o'clock. Tickets available at AccessAXS.com. Now, I know you probably weren't on the road uh, as much during COVID. Uh, one of the good things that came out of COVID, I think, if we can have any kind of silver lining, is that now you can do interviews from your home on Zoom. Used to be you had to go to a TV studio to do a morning show or whatever, but I think we all accepted the low-quality interview that Zoom now does. And you have one of the best Zoom backdrop games in the business. <laughs> Your home office has got shelves upon shelves, and it looks like it's full of sports memorabilia. What what do you have in your collection there? That, well, I, it, it's funny because we downsized. We had a big house, and the kids all grew up. My wife and I looked at each other and go, I want a little place. And so I took a lifetime of stuff and crammed it into one little room, um, there's so much testosterone, it, it leaks under the door here. But so it's like for years, I, I would carry baseballs with me. And if I was doing the Tonight Show or if I was hosting, you know, the music awards or whatever, I would carry baseballs. So I probably have, I don't know, four or 500 baseballs, but one section is just comedians. So I have Milton Berle and George Carlin and Richard Pryor and... Johnny Carson, and, you know, then another section, I have, like, presidents, and then another wow. section, it's NASCAR drivers, and another one, it's Elton John and the Eagles and Bob Seeker, and so it's, it's a fun thing, because when people come in and they see baseballs, they're, you know, you just think it's baseball players, um, and then another, I collect arrowheads, I, I look for arrowheads all over the country, so part of it is you know, arrowheads and grooved axes and things like that. And another part of it is books. And another part of it is, you know, other stuff that, that I've had signed through the years. So when guys come over, they, they come in here and they just, like, stop and, you know, just look around. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of crap 
crammed in a little bit of space, but it's all fun. Well, I wouldn't call it crap. I mean, those are some amazing things, and each one a memory of you meeting that person. It's not like you've bought things online that happen to be signed. These are documents of your interaction with that person. Yeah, exactly. You, well, you know, nowadays, it's funny, very few people ask for an autograph anymore because I think an autograph said, hey, I met them. And now everybody just takes a picture, and that's proof. But the fun thing about them all being on baseball is, I mean, there's weird ones in here. Um, like, I had Johnny Unitas sign one. And as I handed it to him, he said, you you know I play football, right? I said, yes, sir. I, I do know. I, I said, this is just the way I do it. But, you know, like, when, when we went to move, Hold on, I'm opening the cabinet because I would find some. Like one one time, I was hosting the Country Music Awards. And I found a baseball that's signed by Bill Monroe, Roy Acuff, Loretta Lynn, Porter Wagner, and I'm thinking this has got to be the only one in the world right. of this. You know that nobody else has this, and so you know. Hell, I don't, I don't know what it's worth because because I would never want to sell it. But it was like, hey, that was a fun night. Look who I met that night. That's amazing. And that's one of a kind thing. Now I grew up outside of Washington D.C. and one of the things I always loved about the Smithsonian Museum is when you go to other museums around the country, they have representations of things from that area, whatever. At the Smithsonian, they've got the one of a, they've got the Star Spangled Banner. You go to Ford's Theater, there's the gun that killed Lincoln. They have these yeah. one of a kind, no no other item like it in the world. And it sounds like you've got a little of that going on in your own office. Yeah, I mean, which is you know pretty cool. I think I think that's the thing that that fascinates me about Native American artifacts is, you know, I've got arrowheads that are 10 and 12,000 years old. And when you find it, you're like another human being hadn't touched this in 12,000 years. Yeah. So, and, and this wasn't, this was somebody's knife or, you know, this was somebody's spear. This was one of their tools to survive. And, I mean, it's just kind of cool going, you know, this, this is the only one like this in the world. Did you collect things as a kid, or did it start when the money started rolling in? <laughs> I, yeah, I always collected baseball cards as a kid. Of course, I think back then they were a nickel, and yeah. I, would, I would cut grass. I collected baseball cards and comedy records. I would save up my money and buy comedy records, and I'd memorize them and go to school and get in trouble, you know, for trying to make people laugh during class. And, and so, you know, I, I guess I've always just enjoyed that and now all these years later you're putting out comedy albums and meeting the people that were on your baseball cards it's a dream come true (laughs) absolutely i have i have the the greatest life i feel like i've never had to work i you know it's like i I made a great living doing something i would have done for free and you know got got to meet people that it's just insane for a little kid from hateful Georgia that had a dirt yard, and you look around here and go, this is kind of crazy. You know, nothing in my life prepared me for this. Talking to Jeff Foxworthy, who will be here with Jay Leno at the Belco Theater Saturday, November 19th, 7 o'clock, tickets available at AxisAXS.com. Do you ever go back and think, because a lot of people are familiar with your story, that you were kind of a funny guy around the office and your coworkers encouraged you to try out for a comedy competition, 
Do, do you ever stop and think, what if I decided not to go that night and, and give it a try on stage? Yeah, you know what kind of spurred me to Because I was like, I, I almost didn't do it. And I was sitting in the break room. And, you know, at this point, I'm 24 years old. And there was a table with, like, three guys that were, uh, were around 60. And I was listening, you know, eavesdropping. But, but one of them was saying, you know what, I wish I had bought a hardware store. I always, I always wanted to just have a hardware store. And I had the thought, oh, my God, I don't want to be sitting in this break room when I'm 60 years old saying, I wish I had tried this. Now, in my mind, it's, I didn't think it would was going to work to the level that it worked. I figured in a couple of years I'd be back with my, my hat in my hand asking for my job back. But I didn't want to be sitting there going, I wish I had tried it. Right. And, man, I'm so so thankful they talked me into doing it. I had a similar epiphany. I was about 21 years old, and I was sitting in a suit and tie in my car in traffic. I didn't have any air conditioning, and I was going to my corporate job. And I thought, I can't do this for the next 30 or 40 years. I've got to go. I had a dream of being on the radio, and I thought, i I got to go give it a try. And my best friend at the time had the similar epiphany. His was a lot more graphic. He he worked in a factory, and the guy next to him held up his hand, and he was missing three fingers. And he said, oh, my God. He said, this job caught up with me early, and my friend quit that day. <laughs> yeah, but but think back. If you hadn't done that, I had I had a nightmare two nights ago that I would still at IBM, and they were about to fire me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, but, but but probably like you, you would listen to people on the radio, but you didn't know, how do you do that? How do you get to that? Because I was such a fan of comedy, but I didn't think that was a viable career option. You know, in my family, you, you went to a job you hated, and you worked all day long. Right. And maybe that ignorance of how to get there served us better by, by not realizing that, that the luck was against us, and, you know, that, that most people don't get to do something like this that they like to do. I think you're totally right. Uh, you know, because somebody said, if you knew now what you didn't know then, would you have done it? And I said, yeah, probably not. No. I didn't know how hard, how many people were trying to do it and just how lucky you had to be to rise to the top of the pack but in that case ignorance was bliss i didn't know i just went out there doing something i loved and i worked hard at it well it, yeah and it's more than luck because i don't believe in luck i do believe in the phrase the harder i work the luckier i get exactly so, so yeah. i think you know you put in the work and obviously had had the innate talent to make it all happen so uh you're just fortunate that you found something you love that you were good at yeah absolutely and excellent that's it. Well, we're looking forward to having you back in town, Jeff. Jeff Foxworthy and Jay Leno will be at the Belco Theater Saturday, November 19th, 7 p.m. Tickets available at AxisAXS.com. Always great to talk to you. Thanks. Uh, thanks, brother. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.